wealth, security, and opportunity are a byproduct of success. However, it often comes at the expense of deep personal satisfaction and happiness. This is the Design Your Destiny podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason, board-certified hypnotist and number one international best-selling author. I work with the highly successful influencers, business leaders, corporate leaders who desire a life by design. In this podcast, I will bring to you succinct solo episodes and interviews that dissect the challenges of success and highlights the ways to leverage your most underutilized asset, your subconscious mind. If you desire peace and happiness in your life, better health and stronger relationships so you can enjoy the success that you have created, keep listening because this podcast is for you. Hey, hey, it is Penny here, and I am excited to be back with another episode of Design Your Destiny. And today we're going to dive into what true authenticity really is. I know a few years ago, the word authenticity was being thrown around a lot, especially as people were expressing themselves in their brands and online and a lot of times Authenticity seemed to get confused with vulnerability. And from a spiritual perspective, I want to talk a little bit about authenticity today and why it matters. What makes it important to you in creating a soul-satisfying life for yourself. Now, if you're new to the podcast, my name's Penny. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, but had 25 years in the healthcare profession as an RN and a nurse anesthetist, and I have been on an intensely deep personal journey of growth over the last several years, and a part of that work includes apprenticing with a shaman. Now, people often ask me, oh, what's your shaman's website? How can I find your shaman? It doesn't quite work like that. With my particular shaman, there is no web presence. It's word of mouth and wait list type of situation. I actually waited. I hate to put a number on it because I don't want to be inaccurate, but I want to say it was close to 18 months. I was on the wait list and that was several years ago, but Authenticity, what I have come to understand, to learn, and to know. Our authenticity is that truest essence of who we are. Think of a child who's never experienced any trauma or anything like that, and they're this playful, curious, inquisitive, maybe they're bubbly, maybe they're tapped in artistically, and they're just this little fountain, right, of joy and of energy. They're tapped into their authenticity, okay? Our auth- and when I say small child, I'm talking two, three, four, five years old. Our authenticity is that truest essence of who we are, of who we came to this planet to be. It's the gifts that we brought in with us, the resourcefulness, our ability to 
tune in to the world around us. And we all come in with a purpose. We're all here to live and to lead different lives. But a lot of things happen that removes us. That's not the right word. It doesn't remove us. It creates a separation in our awareness from our authenticity. When we're living from our authenticity, we are confident. We are convicted in what we're doing. When we're in that authenticity, we're fearless and we're living in possibility. We're living in expansiveness and we have this feeling about us that we're here to do something important and nothing is going to stop us, okay? So what happens is that as we grow up from our name to the church or the school or the synagogue or the mosque that we may go to or none at all, to the friends that we have, the collective of people that we are surrounded with growing up, we pick up human and societal domestication, indoctrination, if you will. We're molded and shaped according to the family that we're born into or whoever it is that raises us up. We are molded and shaped by all of those experiences. And as these things come into our subconscious mind, the human aspect of the subconscious mind, the part of our mind that determines if we're safe and secure and happy or sad, if we're accepted or not accepted, it takes these experiences and it begins to attempt to make sense of them. When it's like having a 10,000 piece puzzle and the pieces are just dripping in a few at a time. You're not given all the pieces. You don't even have the picture on the box. You're just given 10 pieces here, 20 pieces there. And when you're a child, your mind is attempting to put these puzzle pieces together with zero frame of reference. It's hard to put that picture together. So the mind does the best it can. It connects things and fits things together. And if you've ever put a puzzle together, you know that the way they cut it, there are several pieces that are the same shape. So different pieces will connect even if they're not a perfect match. And if you connect those pieces when they're not a perfect match, the picture's a little muddled, okay? So I want you to think about that. When we're born, our brain is working to piece these things together. And sometimes a child is born into a home where that curious, inquisitive, blur type personality is allowed to foster and grow. However, even in that environment, there are still expectations, expectations of family, expectations of school that can still influence us and our perceptions of what these things mean. When we put this picture together, and this picture is based on our interpretations and our perceptions, whatever it is that this picture looks like, it feels like it's what reality really is. And then 
somebody comes along and says, hey, wait a minute, look at these few pieces of the puzzle here. Let's rearrange these pieces because these colors match, these lines match. And you start to begin to put the pieces together in the way you get a glimpse and you say, oh, there's something bigger here. And then you start to look at the other pieces of the puzzle and you move those around, oh, this goes together. And then someone goes, look at this box. Look at the picture on this box. Isn't this pretty? And you may see the picture on the box and oh, yes, it's beautiful. I love that. It feels really good. And you're like, hmm, interesting. The colors in the picture on that box look kind of like the colors on these puzzle pieces I'm working with here. And then more pieces are given to you and more pieces are given to you. And then you're like, wait a minute, there was this box. There was this box that had colors on it that looked like this, I wonder. And then we go and we take a look at the box and we're like, wait a minute. These pieces are all a part of a much bigger picture. And we begin to rearrange those pieces. We begin to put them together in the proper order. This is the perfect metaphor of our personal growth journey. It's going to look differently for all of us because it's going to depend on how we put those initial pieces together, how many glimpses and how early we get those glimpses of what's possible for us, those glimpses of what, what else is out there, a window into possibility, if you will. Now, once we have a moment where we come to know our authenticity, we remember, we're like, we have an experience and we're like, oh my God, I am a part of so, something so much bigger, something more expansive than me. I'm a part of something. I'm here to do something. I know I'm here to do something. When we have that awareness, we still may not understand or know yet exactly what the specifics of our authenticity is, except that we know we're here to grow and be an expansive and have impact and whatever it is that might be. But once we have that glimpse and we begin, if we begin to ignore it, if we forget about it, the universe is going to nudge us. Once we get a glimpse into that window and there's something in your heart and soul that says, go this way, and then you can't go that way, the universe is going to give you a bump and a nudge. And if you don't listen to that bump and a nudge, it's going to give you another bump and a nudge. And if you continue to deny yourself what a part of you has begun to remember and to be true about yourself, the universe will whack you with a two by four right upside the head. I remember the first time I had a mentor who told me that the universe will pull out a two by four and smack you with it. Absolutely. 110%. Yes, that's not the way I would have described it, but it outlines part of my journey perfectly. And the way that I came to discover my authenticity was as an anesthetist. I've told this story before. I would have patients who had Reiki healing touch, or they used Peggy Huddleston's prepare for surgery, heal faster program before they came into surgery and they took less anesthesia, less pain medication. They woke up more quickly, more comfortably, no nausea, no vomiting, and they left the recovery room more quickly. 
And it was like, there, there's something here. There's something here. It started my curiosity. And rather than denying myself that curiosity, I took a Reiki class. And in that Reiki class, everyone in that class had experienced Reiki. They had had Reiki sessions. They knew what it was. And I am sitting here going, energy? It, wait, I'm a nurse anesthetist. I'm science oriented. WTF are you talking about? That was me. That was me. Taking that Reiki training in certification opened the door for me to be curious. I In the beginning, I didn't do much with it. But what it did was it led me down the path. I had this nudge to create a pain management training for nurses. When I did the pain management training, I was looking up complementary techniques for nurses to be able to implement with patients who maybe were too sleepy for more narcotics, just anything to help make people comfortable. And that's when I came across the body of research on hypnosis. Huh, cool. Over time, I kept getting nudges. Look at a hypnosis course, look at a hypnosis course. So I would look around I wouldn't find a training that I was satisfied with because they weren't a clinical-based training. It wasn't by someone who was in the healthcare field. And inside of me, there was something that knew it wasn't the right training. Okay, I want you to hear that. There was something inside of me that knew it wasn't the right training. This is why our intuition and these nudges are so important. And then in 2012, I saw a listing in a nurse anesthesia journal for hypnosis training. And my brain was like, that's it. I didn't think I immediately signed up for it. It was the following April. And there was a lot of things going on in my life. That was actually probably from the outside looking in could have been one of the worst possible times to do a hypnosis training, but it was actually divine timing and perfect in every way. Once I started down that path, there were some things that happened in my life that got me off the path from hypnosis. And let me tell you, the universe kept pushing me and pushing me. You have to get out of anesthesia. You have to get out of anesthesia. I wasn't listening until I had a personal crisis where the universe is, you know, you're not going to listen to us that this is not where you're supposed to be. And this place over here is we're just going to give it to you. So when we deny our authenticity, and there is a part of us that knows that there's a part of us that is capable of so much more, that there is something inside of us that a passion burns for. When we have that awareness and we're denying that, the heat gets turned up on these things. We can become unhappy. We can become frustrated, irritable, restless. It can feel like we're anxious because there's a part of us that's no, go the other way, go the other way. But what stops us? What stops us? It goes back to that domestication. It goes back to that indoctrination. All of those beliefs and patterns cause us to create these stories. And these stories, we talk ourselves out of the one thing that would bring us so much fulfillment. Okay, now sometimes, sometimes people are aware of that authenticity and we've worked toward it. We've done the spiritual growth. We've had the spiritual mentors. We're doing the personal development. We're, we know the importance of gratitude. We know the importance of holding a vision for ourselves. 
the self-talk, the affirmations. However, we know we're not across that finish line with the authenticity yet. We're successful. And we know that next level is just outside of our grasp, just a little bit outside of our grasp. Why is that? There's going to be an underlying subconscious pattern or belief that is running interference. It is shaping something in our identity and model of reality that keeps us limited, playing safe, playing small, holding back just a hair, or simply not realizing the most expansive version of ourselves. So how do you quickly step into that authenticity? How do you step into it in a way that it's not a flash in the pan? The way that you do that is through hypnosis, through subconscious coaching, through subconscious reprogramming, right? And to increase your awareness in your consciousness to stay in that place, to go in and target, uncover and unravel the belief or to dismantle the pattern that has created this false sense of reality. Some people like to call it the matrix. To dismantle that matrix that's keeping you from being in that fullest version of yourself. Hypnosis is the fastest way. If you, it's over on my YouTube channel. It's not a podcast episode. It's going to be in the live streams on YouTube. I did an interview with Nicole Wynn. And when she came to me and we, she talks about it in this interview, how when we connected, the work was so potent and so powerful and we got transformation so fast, she actually forgot. This was the original reason that she reached out, but she reached out to me because she had made a major investment in herself and then she was doubting herself. And this was a theme in her life. This was a pattern. Like she would make an investment and she knew everything was going to be okay, but she was just sick of questioning herself, feeling guilt, feeling doubt over these investments. We blew that right out of the water, I think in one or two sessions. But when I work with a client, in that initial session, we deep dive into the identity that they desire. And I get very curious. I get very inquisitive. Sometimes with my clients, we spend 30 to 45 minutes simply diving into this identity. And a lot of times on the surface level, we initially, we're just going into identity characteristics. We're not going into the habits and behaviors. We're going into character and we're going into beliefs, but there are more layers to it. On an intensive day, on those days, we go much deeper, but like on a first session, we only have 90 minutes. So we'll spend 30 to 45 minutes sometimes just on this identity piece and to dive into what it really means to you to have what it is that you say that you want. So confidence for you may not be the same thing as confidence for me. If I were to ask you, what does confidence look like for you? For you, it might look like standing on a stage in front of 5,000 people. And it's your stage, 
you're not a guest. It's your stage. For me, confidence may look like starting a second podcast and having that podcast be solely spiritual, right? For someone else, it could look like something totally different. For some people, it's simply speaking their mind. For some people, confidence looks like saying what they really mean. For Nicole, not only was her authenticity about saying what she truly feels and believes, but it was to be unfuckwithable when she did it. That was her word. I would never have picked that word. Being able to dismantle and unravel the patterns and beliefs that allowed her to fully step into that allowed her to create great momentum in her business. And her success only continues to grow. But the subconscious work accelerated that and sped that up. I don't know how long Nicole had been in coaching before we connected, but I know she had invested a great deal in coaching before we connected. And there's nothing wrong with coaching. Coaching is important. Affirmations are important. Journaling is important. Meditation is important. Gratitude is important. Hypnosis is different. Hypnosis is like taking a jet and putting it on afterburner. It accelerates things. All of these other aspects help to support, prepare, and then sustain that liftoff when you have that. So your authenticity, when you sit and you're like, you know what I really want to do, like my soul just really wants to be an embodiment coach. Say you're, I don't know, say you're a business coach. You're like, my soul really wants to be an embodiment coach, but business coaching is where the money is. I say bullshit. Yes, there's money there, but there's money in embodiment coaching too. And if your soul is pulling you in that direction, then you have a message, you have a purpose. There is a reason you're being pulled in that direction. There is something about you and your soul and your contract on why you incarnated in this planet that is taking you in that direction. And I guarantee you, when you step into the fullest expression of yourself, things are going to happen and things are going to happen fast. They may not all be monetary, but things shift. Opportunities open up for you. When we lean into our true authenticity, the universe supports us. The universe supports us anyway. But when our actions and beliefs and habits, all those behaviors, when they are aligned with our true alignment, because our authenticity is our true alignment, we are never out of alignment. It's the, the matrix, the indoctrination of these beliefs, habits, it's those things that are out of alignment with who we are because they weren't ours to begin with. Those things were not ours to begin with. They were given to us. So now we get to give those things back and we get to live according to who we are. If authenticity is something that's important to you, I want you to know that I am here and available to assist you through that process. This is the one thing 
that my clients have in common. They may not all call it authenticity. Some of them say, I want to be unleashed. Some say, I want to speak my truth. Some say, I want to be unfuckwithable. Some say, I want to be unabashedly me. Some say, I want to be able to share my message and trust myself that it's okay. Those are just all different versions of the same thing. And some people may say, I want clarity, right? I need clarity around this. And by breaking down these paradigms that aren't ours, we can get clarity into what it is that we truly want. If this is something that you want in your life, go over to the website, pinnychason.com. We can do a strategy call and we can go ahead and begin to dive deeply into this for you and get you some shifts right away and give you a path forward into really peeling back these layers and stepping into the most fulfilling, the most soul-satisfied version of yourself, this expansive version of yourself. Because we create our fulfillment. We create our fulfillment through our choices. We create our fulfillment through the actions that we take, through the words that we say to ourselves, through the energy that we put out into the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think. Leave a comment. And of course, always love reviews over on Apple. Just if you're in your app on your phone, scroll down to the bottom, leave a review. Greatly appreciate that. Love you. You are wonderful. You are amazing. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Destiny. I would love to know what resonated most with you. So just take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at penny.chason and let me know what you thought. Also, if you head over to iTunes and you leave a positive review, it helps this podcast to help reach even more people making a difference, elevating humanity and mankind.